name of Jesus, amen. We are still rejoicing in the fact that our God is a living God, not stone, not wood. In fact, our God, in the person of our Savior Jesus, is flesh and blood, just like you. But He is God. And He is the one, the only one, who could conquer your sin and your death and give you life. And He did. He frequently told His disciples, I will go to Jerusalem, I will suffer, I will be handed over to those who will kill me. And on the third day, I will rise. Cantate Sunday. Singing praises to the living God. On the third day, I will rise. Alleluia, Christ is risen. He is risen indeed. Alleluia. We praise the one who is our salvation. We praise the one who is alive. We praise the one who is with us right now. I am with you always to the very end of the age, speaking these words into our ears and about to feed us that same flesh and blood that he took on in Mary's womb, mystically, mysteriously, wonderfully, giving us forgiveness and eternal salvation, eternal life. Jesus rose from the dead, but he just keeps on rising. In just a few weeks, we're going to gather together. This is a kind of a shameless plug. On a Thursday, May 17th, we're going to gather together for the Ascension service. I'll be here. I hope to see every one of you here. Here's why. Because his ascension is part of his work of salvation. He ascends to the right hand of the Father to assume his rightful place in order that the Father would put all things under his feet, but he also ascends so that he can fill all things. In other words, so that he can be with us. On a day like today, he can be here with us for you to forgive your sins and to restore you in life. That's critical to his ascension. And of course, he promises to Ten days after that ascension, ascension takes place 40 days after Easter, and ten days after that, 50 days after his resurrection, now you're confused, right? Pentecost, 50. And on Pentecost, he does what he promises. He sends the Holy Spirit. And the Holy Spirit is working right now. If you haven't fallen asleep yet at this point in the sermon, the Holy Spirit is working right now bringing the Word of God into your ears. So stop thinking about the pot roast and open your ears to the living Word of your living Savior and the Holy Spirit that brings that Word for your faith and your forgiveness for your life. Jesus talks about those two things in our Gospel reading today. That He will ascend to the right hand of the Father where He will rightfully reign and eventually raise us up with Him. He prepares a place for us 
so that even though we die, we live. He ascends to the right hand of the Father, but He promises the Spirit. The Spirit that He breathes out upon His frightened disciples on the day of His resurrection, those who are gathered in the upper room behind locked doors. And He breathes out that Spirit with the same words, peace. And that peace is there because forgiveness is accomplished. It's yours. You are restored in life. Even though you die, you live because Jesus is the resurrection and the life. So Jesus, this is prior, chapter 16 in John's Gospel, Jesus, prior to His accomplishing our salvation by His suffering, death, and resurrection, He's teaching His disciples that He will rise further. That He will ascend to the right hand of the Father as we confessed in the Creed. And that He will send the Spirit. And the Spirit will be their helper. The Spirit will be their comforter, even as he, the Spirit is that for us on this day. Jesus said, But now I am going to Him who sent me, the Father, and none of you ask me where are you going. No doubt they were perplexed. Here He was, this human being, flesh and blood, the one they had come to know as at the very least a great miracle worker that he was able to heal those who were sick, cast out demons, and even raise from the dead. Many of them had no doubt come to believe that this is the promised Messiah, the Christ, the Savior of the world. And now he's talking about leaving them? Are you kidding me? None of you ask me where, you are go where I am going. Because I have said these things to you, sorrow has filled your heart. Nevertheless, I tell you the truth, it is to your advantage that I go away. For if I do not go away, the Helper will not come to you, the Spirit. But if I go, I will send Him to you. And when He comes, He will convict the world concerning sin, righteousness, and judgment. Concerning sin, because they do not believe in me. Concerning righteousness, because I go to the Father and you will see me no longer. Concerning judgment, because the ruler of this world is judged. Even as Jesus has accomplished our salvation, that salvation needs to be given out. It needs to be distributed. And Jesus is explaining how the Holy Spirit is going to, to do that. And He's going to do it by not only pointing us to Jesus and His work of salvation for us, but give to us Jesus, the living Lord Jesus, with words, God's Word, and with the Supper, His flesh and blood. This is how salvation, this is how forgiveness is given to us on this day. As we come on this day already confessing our sin, and hearing that word of forgiveness spoken into our ears so that we can be free to live in joy, singing, cantate Sunday, singing the praises of the God of our salvation. So we encounter the living Lord Jesus, the one who ascended to the right hand of the Father to prepare a place for us in eternity, and the one who will come again to judge the living and the dead. So the Holy Spirit is given 
Ten days after his ascension, as I mentioned previously, ten days after his ascension, the Holy Spirit comes, Pentecost, and the church begins to grow through the Word, through the grace of Jesus. The church begins to grow. The church gathers together as we gather together today so that the Holy Spirit can continue to do His work through the Word, the Word of God. What Word of God? Every word. Man shall not live by bread alone, but by every word that proceeds from the mouth of God. The entire Scripture is used by the Holy Spirit to do what? To convict the world. What does it mean to convict? It means to speak in such a way that those who hear it receive it as truth and receive it as salvation, as hope, as peace, as only God can give it. And these three things, to convict the world concerning sin, righteousness, and judgment, so, in a, in a surface way of thinking, when we hear those three things, sin, righteousness, and judgment, well, that kind of encapsulates, doesn't it, the picture of salvation. So when we think of sin, we think of um, what we're supposed to do and what we're not supposed to do according to the Ten Commandments. So as long as we're, as we're doing the right thing, we're good to go. But what the Scripture makes clear to us is that we never do the right thing. That even our righteous works are filthy. In other words, that we are sinners in need of a Savior. So righteousness. The Holy Spirit will convict the world of righteousness. So just get better, right? So you need a pastor up here who's just going to tell you, make your lives better. Strive to keep the commandments. Keep them perfectly. But we realize we can't keep them perfectly. The reason why we die is because we are sinners. And so we need a Savior. We need Jesus. And judgment. Many people think in their minds that if I, if I just try to be good, if I try to do the right thing, some of these things that God talks about, even the commandments, that, that God's going to look on me favorably. And welcome me into his eternal keeping if I just try to be better. And again, we fail. We cannot. Should we try? Should we try to live according to the commandments? Absolutely. They're there before us to live by. But what they make clear to us first and foremost is we are sinners. We need a Savior. And that Savior is Jesus. And we need to receive Jesus. We need to hear Him. We need to receive His forgiveness to eat and drink His flesh and blood for that salvation. The Holy Spirit, you see, as Jesus makes it clear, the Holy Spirit comes convicting the world concerning sin because they do not believe in Jesus. That's what Jesus says. Sin is not just disobeying the commandments, or refusing to do the good that God calls us to do. That is sin, as defined by God's Word. 
But the greatest sin of all is denying that Jesus Christ has come in the flesh to rescue the world from sin and death. The greatest sin of all is not recognizing that God has saved the world through this Jesus. The Son of God. The Son of Man. And refusing to receive Him. To live in Him. To rejoice in Him. To sing His praises for the salvation that is yours. Given to you in your baptism. And kept in you through the hearing of that Word. And the receiving of His Supper. The Holy Spirit brings that Word of conviction so that we, if we are failing in that regard, if we were failing to receive Jesus to return to Him, if we are continuing in that sin, that we would repent. That we would come back. It's always the Word of Jesus, isn't it? Come back. He says it differently in the Gospels when He says, Come unto Me, all you who labor and are heavy laden, and I will give you rest. And that's what we need. Rest. Rest from a world that's full of sin and death, turmoil, confusion, chaos. What better place to come than right here? To come into the sanctuary. To come and rest in our Savior, in His words and in His salvation for us. The Holy Spirit will come and convict the world concerning righteousness. Jesus says, because I go to the Father and you will see me no longer. Seeing Him no longer necessitates faith. That's the definition of faith, isn't it? Faith is believing in that which is not seen. You've never seen Jesus in the flesh. You've never seen Him in the body that was given to Him by His mother Mary. And yet you believe in Him. You know what the world says about you? You're a bunch of nuts. Why would you believe such a thing? Well, here's why. The Holy Spirit has convicted you. Through the Word of God, the Holy Spirit has convinced you that this Jesus lives, that He is your Savior, that He has accomplished your salvation, and that He lives now and is present with us right now to keep us in the faith. Faith is at the heart of this second part of the Holy Spirit's working concerning righteousness because I go to the Father. Jesus ascends to the right hand of the Father as part of His work of salvation. That's why you need to be here May 17th, Thursday at 7 o'clock to, to celebrate the ascension of our Lord. Because it's part of His work of salvation. Every bit as much as Christmas and Easter. He goes to prepare a place for us. He ascends to the right hand of the Father so that He can fill all things, so that He can be with us even on a day like today to forgive us, to restore us in life. We look to the right hand of the Father and see our Savior. And our Savior is the one who is with us and will be with us in His body, as we confess in the Creed, when He comes again. To judge the living and the dead. So the Holy Spirit comes then concerning judgment. Because the ruler of this world is judged. You see, do you hear how wonderful that is? The ruler of this world, Satan, the one who brought our first parents into sin and death, the one who is still at us today, still with that question, did God really say? Make up your own mind about what's right and wrong, true and false. 
Satan who comes to us today to turn us away from God. Stop listening to God. He can't help you at all. You don't need to go to church. You don't need forgiveness. You're a good person. God, will look, God whoever he is, will look favorably upon you in your life, even unto death. Satan's a liar. God alone speaks the truth. But what does Jesus say about Satan concerning judgment? The Holy Spirit will use the Word of God and convict the world, convict us concerning judgment because the ruler of this world is judged. Christ's death on the cross has brought that judgment about to crush the serpent's head as was promised in Genesis 3.15. Even as Jesus commands the devil because the devil is always at the behest of God. Even as Jesus commands the devil to go away, so each one of us as children of God can and must command the devil to depart from us. He is defeated. And we have the right, the authority, the joy to tell him, as Luther says, to tell him to go back where he belongs. To tell him to go to hell. Because that's where he comes from. And that's where he will live forever and ever. When Satan comes at us with temptations, when Satan comes at us to turn us away from our Savior Jesus, to turn us away from receiving Jesus and rejoicing cantate Sunday in our Savior Jesus, we must say to him, depart and we must run Flee for refuge to the infinite mercy of Jesus and receive the one who comes to us and live. Jesus concludes, he says, I still have many things to say to you, but you cannot bear them now. When the Spirit of truth comes, he will guide you into all the truth, for he will not speak on his own authority, but whatever he hears, he will speak, and he will declare to you the things that are to come. He will glorify me, Jesus says, for he will take what is mine and declare it to you. All that the Father has is mine. Therefore, I said that he will take what is mine and declare it to you. There's a Swedish bishop by the name of Boo Geertz who wrote a book called The Holy Spirit, Shy Member of the Trinity. And the reason why he entitled the book that way is because the Holy Spirit comes not to make a name for himself. Jesus says the Holy Spirit comes to point to Jesus. And so the Holy Spirit does today. To point us to Jesus who baptized us, to point us to Jesus who speaks to us, to point us to Jesus' flesh and blood so that we might be convicted of our sin and convicted of His righteousness for us and convicted of His judgment that we are the children of God and that only in Jesus, only in Jesus, will we live now and live with Him forever. Cantate Sunday. There's much to rejoice, isn't there? There's much to rejoice in our Savior Jesus and in the life that He gives to us. As many days as He gives to us, there's much to rejoice in the eternal life. That even though we die, we live because Jesus lives. Alleluia! Christ is risen. He is risen indeed. Alleluia! Amen. May the peace of God, which surpasses all human understanding, keep your hearts and your minds through faith in Jesus Christ.
our Savior. Amen. We rise to sing and pray that our Lord would create in us clean hearts and renew a right spirit within us.